Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Art Studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. It is June 30th, 2017. It's been a good summer. Things are rolling along well. This last month was extremely productive. I sat down and started drawing again, basically, uh, on some pet projects. I've been looking for my muse, searching for a reason to draw and create. And strangely enough, I found it in my old stuff. I went back and looked at my work over the last 10 years, and I really enjoyed making certain comics. And I said to myself, why not draw some of those? So that's been what I've doing. Uh, that's, that's what I've been doing. Plus, I developed a new comic strip called Donut Holes, uh, which I was talking about last show, about a female character that works in an office of a magazine and about all the crazy stuff that happens there. Uh, I'm still finding my footing with Donut Holes, but, you know, it's not like I'm a kid writing my first strip. You know, I have a point of view. I have something to say. I understand what I'm trying to do. Uh, And it has developed along, you know, obviously it's what I want it to be. I'm not going to make a cake that I don't want. Uh, But it's still kind of... I guess I'm still looking for the overall arc, even if there is one. I've developed Donut Holes as a four-panel cartoon strip, much like the kind you see in the newspapers, and I did that intentionally. I'm going to have it printed over at Kablam. And speaking of Kablam, I just put a new cover on the League of Annoying Heroes, one of my comic books on Kablam, and I really like the new cover a lot. I had a couple copies printed, sent to myself, and I'm very pleased. One thing you have to say about Kablam is the blacks are absolutely beautiful in those books. <laughs> I mean, the printing is just excellent. If you want vanity books published for yourself, there is no better than Kablam as far as comics go, as far as I'm concerned. A childhood dream is to have your books turned into comics, and these these guys will do it for a couple bucks and ship them back for you. It's kind of fun. I don't think it amounts to much as far as making money or doing anything, but I think uh, as far as vanity publishing, it's absolutely wonderful, and I've loved it. Speaking of Kablam, kind of weird. I know a guy who has a book where in the middle of the book, the guy smokes uh, a marijuana cigarette, and also two of the characters, the females, think about each other a lot. Like they think, like, gee, I think I really am attracted to her. Nothing is ever done about it. They just, in, wor- in thought balloons, the girls think about being attracted to each other. Anyway, according to this, possibly, 
uh, Kablam banned the book <laughs> from being printed, you know, at Kablam and distributed through Indie, Indie Planet. This is very confusing to me. First off, the book is actually being sold on the website right now, Indie Planet. So I'm not sure how it's actually banned or why they suggested to the publisher that it was going to be banned. They never actually gave him a reason. He had to guess. So even what I presented as a guess, we don't know. Uh, but there's other books that have marijuana in them, have uh, perhaps people who like each other or transgender or gender things going on. I can't really say, but I don't think there's anything uh, that a, that's above, you know, like a PG rating in this book at the very best. Or worst, I guess, how you look at it. But, you know, it's not an adult theme kind of thing, except for that smoking of the marijuana cigarette, which I could see. Uh, but two characters thinking about being attracted to each other, I'm not sure, especially because it's done very tongue-in-cheek. Anyway, I'm just kind of surprised that there's this kind of censorship over at Kablam. And the fact that they're not transparent about why they're banning people's books. They just say, hey, I'm banning your book. That is, that's worrisome to me uh, because I really like Kablam and I'm sorry to hear that kind of thing goes on. You know, I'm not saying they should be printing, you know, pornographic material by any length. And I guess they have to have a standard which they are allowed to set for themselves. But I still feel that there has to be allowances made for uh, different points of view. It's just how I think about it. Uh, but anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. Another thing that's been rolling around in my head is, you know, artists, writers, they work on properties, characters. And I think the point of it, which is to kick off the whole thought, is I think that we as creators are remembered for our creations. Not ourselves, so to speak, but for how people felt about the things we created. So creating memorable characters, uh, you know, situations, stories, and things that people remember and care about. I think that's what we should do or want to do or strive to do as creators. Creating beautiful artwork is one thing, but attaching it to a character brings it to an entire new level. Look at Frank Frazetta beautiful fantasy artist. When his work became attached to the Conan book covers, it really hit the zeitgeist of comic fans, fans of art, and so on. That's what people love. Now, after that, they were willing to look into his other work. But his, you know, John Carter of Mars covers and all those book covers are so absolutely wonderful, especially the Conan ones, that, you know, for a time... Those two were intrinsically linked, the character and the guy who created those book covers. The guy who painted the original Doc Savage book covers. Those Doc Savage book covers are really cool. I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. But those things had a look and a feel to them that was really distinct. And that artist is linked to those Doc Savage covers, you know, how the style of, of the darn things. So artists become linked to the characters they work on. So we as creators, then, should really create 
characters. I think that's the most uh, important thing you can do with yourself as a creator. Create full-blown characters, adventures, places, peoples, things. Create and write stories about those characters and bring those into the uh, public domain so people can see them, read about them, and experience them. I'm not saying give them away in the public domain, but you know, bring them out into the public, I guess I'm trying to say. Let people be aware of them. I think that's what we should do because, you know, I've worked on a lot of stories, like the way the EC comics would just have a science fiction story or a crime story. I've worked on a lot of stories, but I haven't developed a lot of characters. Uh, it's something I didn't do at all, uh, just a little bit. And I think I've been remiss in doing that. So I think that creating characters is really important. And probably the characters I've created that I enjoy the most, that I might even be known for in a sentence, is the League of Annoying Heroes. By far, that, that which doesn't really amount to much, that comic series is the one that I have the most installments of, the most episodes, the most art pages presented, the most published pages about. I have lots of published pages, but they're on all kinds of different subjects, different things, different stories, different people, what you and I would call just short stories. But I haven't really focused on any characters except for these characters here. So the League of Annoying Heroes, for better or for worse, <laughs> might be the characters I'm remembered for. And that kind of blew my mind when I thought about it. You know, what, what would you like to be remembered for as an artist? I th always thought I'd like to be remembered for, you know, my overall body of zany work. But uh, maybe not. Probably not. So, with that in mind, and of course I've been talking about, you know, finding reasons to create. I've been back on drawing another League of Annoying Heroes story. They kind of write themselves for me because I have a point of view and a very solid you know, take on what the whole thing is. And that's important. When you have a very solid point of view uh, with a story or something, it's, an, it's easy to write on it because the structure is there, the, the motivations, the reasons why one person hates another person, you know, Hatfields and McCoys. You know, you have a reason for the story to exist because of the built-in conflict or the conflicts that just exist. So this is a very grounded idea for me. And let me tell you the pitch <laughs> for the League of Annoying Heroes. They're a group a lot like the Justice League. And their super headquarters is located next to an old couple who refused to sell to them when they built their headquarters there. And the older couple that lives next door to them hates them and experiences a lot of discomfort and problems living next door to a group of superheroes. That's the whole thing. So it's always funny because there's always tension created between the old people that live next door and the superheroes that li live next door to them. So it's, it's kind of wacky. And inside of that, of course, I make fun of superheroes and different things uh, that go on. And, I, and one of the things I do inside the stories is rather than focus on the sensational parts of being a superhero, even though those are present, you know, fighting and so on, I focus on the mundane parts of being a superhero. 
the making decisions of, you know, which carpet to put down. You know, what should we do tomorrow? What should we order for lunch? You know, just the sheer act of organizing a group of people to sit down for a meeting and what they chatter about. Not so much important business, but what they complain about internally amongst themselves. So that's what the strip is about. And I've gone on to in probably too much detail about the thing. But the League of Annoying Heroes is really fun to draw. It's got a lot of interesting different characters. Tornado Donna, which is like a tornado girl. Lava Lad, he looks like the thing. Uh, Dr. Violence, which is a character that I really actually enjoy. He's kind of like a clone of an older superhero. And he can take all kinds of punishment and so forth. And he's kind of... uh, I don't know. He's kind of like the Captain America character of the group. And he wears these funny goggles. Anyway, I really like him. And I guess I could go on, but for reasons that are obvious, I like all the characters. I thought they were all wacky and weird. And for one of the episodes, I created uh, the story where they need to hire more heroes to fill out the roster and to make more money because they (laughs) charge an entry fee initiation fee (laughs) like a fraternity and so they interview all these different heroes and and wacky characters to join the group and that's one of my funnier episodes I think for me because I got to draw and create all kinds of wacky characters and they get to carry on for several episodes uh, with the League of Heroes till they decide that it's much too dangerous to be a superhero and they quit but I really enjoyed those characters and I thought that those creations uh were a lot of fun and I'd like to revisit them. I really would. I could see making a comic strip about each and every one of those characters because they're, uh, you know, when I thought them up, I thought them up with complete backstories and, you know, who they were, what they were about and, and why they were funny. Some of them were meek. Some of them were aggressive. Some of them were weird. <laughs> some of them were lazy. So each uh, character I created with a full-blown personality, you know, in my mind. And I even wrote up biography sheets on each one of them. So I'd always remember what was the interesting things about them. And it's fun to go back and read those because it really relays a lot of information for me about who the characters are. Anyway, that's, you can see I probably go into too much detail (laughs) for myself uh, about these things. But I really like it. And again... Having such a firm grounding of who the characters are and what the story is, what it's about, is a great takeoff point for stories because then you can always create points of tension between different points of view and ideas and how things should be done. And it's fun. So not all the stories are successful. You know, one of the things I do is I think I write some kind of clunky story sometimes where they end clunky or, you know, a transition from one place to another or a thought is kind of shoehorned in. And now they're in Las Vegas, you know. I do stuff like that, which is not a, really all that smooth as it could be. And I think I'm just trying to push too many elements into a story. But I can still see that fault, and it's definitely there. So telling smoother and smoother stories is one of the big goals I have. And uh, I strive for that. Definitely in Donut Holes, which is extremely smooth compared to the League of Annoying Heroes comics, uh, you can see I've improved in this kind of moment-to-moment cartooning.
I've got a lot of stuff planned. I want to keep drawing. I basically created a complete book this month of the Donut Holes book. So I'm going to take that to a printer today, print it out in black and white and proof the darn thing, try to find the mistakes now before I actually publish it, then take that and shoot it over to Comblam and have it published and uh, have, you know, three or four copies made for myself or my archives. And that'll be the end of it. I really have no plans to market or sell or promote the book on any kind of significant level. And, you know, it may sound pretty dumb to say that, but, you know, I don't know where, what else to do with it, where else to bring it. I, I don't really, I guess, find pleasure in beating the drum about the damn thing and trying to shove it down people's throats. Or maybe not just show it, maybe just reveal it to people. I'm not sure how we reveal our creations to people anymore in the public uh, awareness. I'm sure there must be a way to do it. I just don't know how. So I will throw my book into the sea of books on Kablam and move on to the next project. <laughs> I'm really pleased with my new posters. I saw some small mistakes in them I had to tweak. So I did that. I tweaked the mistakes. I'm looking forward to getting some reprints here at some point. But I want to make some other posters in the meantime. And I really am enjoying the poster project. Uh, that's still something I'm motivated about. I would suggest for all of you as artists to do some big, big work and make posters out of your work. Have them printed, frame them, and hang them in your house. It's a very satisfying feeling to see your work on a grand scale hanging up and be around you, and it's encouraging. It lets you know you're making progress. It lets you know that your art is good. You know, it's, it's a good thing and can bring pleasure to yourself as it might bring to others. So if you have not made big posters of your work, <laughs> I totally suggest you do it. It's not that expensive. You can go to a place like Overnight Prints. They will make you a full-color poster for $8. They will ship it to you for another $8. So you have a full-color poster for 16 bucks. And if you get multiple posters... You can get one of each or different ones or multiples of a, a you know, particular one. It makes it even cheaper still. So I would definitely suggest doing that. Uh, I find it very motivation, motivational. Just like having my work printed in books motivates me, I find making the posters motivates me. You'll have to excuse me. I'm drinking water as I record today because my throat is scratchy and I want to keep being able to talk. I'm really having a good time this summer. Things are rolling along well. I'm experiencing a bout of good health, which is just a fantastic blessing. And I'm excited about doing some creating uh, as the summer goes on. I've got a couple sculptures I created that I want to finish. I need to paint and finish in small respects. And I've really put those off, so I need to get back on the sculptures. I love sculpting, and it's something I don't do enough of. But I hope all of you are having a great and creative summer. Keep going. Keep doing your thing. No matter when you listen to this, uh, always remember that uh, it's okay to create your projects. They may not be the focus of your life, but they can be a part of it. Uh, not all of us can make you know a grand living off of creating or drawing or writing, but I think it's important to do those things and, and follow through with the complete project and create it. 
You know, we live in a great time where you can self-publish books, t-shirts, you know, anything you want. So it's a good time to do those things for yourself. Again, you don't have to, you know, go into mass production. That's not what I'm suggesting. But publishing your own books, doing your own work uh, can be very rewarding, very rewarding. So think about it. I'm not saying you're going to make a lot of money at it, but I'm saying you might enjoy the experience. Have a great day in your art studios. I will see you soon, and uh, I'll be back before you know it. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.